Hey, what's going on? I'm Benjamin Gottlieb. This week, we're going to try something a little bit different. We're getting out into the world, and we're meeting with entrepreneurs where they are to hear their stories. It's a series that we're calling Shopify on Location. Take a listen. Today, we are in Palm Springs in the Southern California deserts. Looking outside, you see these sheer mountains, and they serve as the backdrop for David Parker and his business, The Body Deli. No, he's not selling pastrami on rye. The Body Deli is a beauty company that sells skincare products made fresh, daily, much like a juice or a smoothie bar. Yeah, you heard me right. David has turned this model into two successful brick-and-mortar stores and also a thriving e-commerce business, and he's here now to walk us through how he did that. Hi, David. Hi. Thanks for having me, Benjamin. You're so welcome. Okay, so your journey to becoming a skincare entrepreneur, it actually started in the kitchen as a personal chef. I mean, tell me how that happened. Yeah, well, I mean, I, my my background is, was a lot about uh, food and nutrition and wellness and healthcare, cooking for families that wanted to eat healthier. And I had to focus more on raw food. And then I did that for many years. And then I actually ended up opening a spa. And then it transformed more into the beauty, like internal cleansing. And, uh, and then I decided along that journey that you know, my time was really valuable. And it's like, if I was going to make money, it was like, you know, I, I just was over having to work by the hour and having to show up somewhere. And I go, I need to take this knowledge I've learned and create a physical product that I can get out into the world and share my message and my vision and my creativity and, and, and you know, not have to show up and punch a time card, you know? So time cards were not your thing. You wanted to be your own boss, like many folks who are probably listening to this podcast right now, trying to take that step into entrepreneurship. But help me understand the connection between cooking food and cooking skincare products. I mean, where does that actually tie in? In essence, I, I think that they're very similar in a way. Um, you know, I feel like how the industry has shaped itself over the last 50 years has turned it more into a huge... Um, commercial industrial complex kind of a business where you know you, they're shipping and they need a lot of preservatives and they need to have shelf stability in stores across America. You know, um, our concept was more make it fresh, buy it fresh, use it up, and buy more. And and I feel like that was he- a healthier product for your body. The body absorbs about seventy to eighty percent of whatever you put topically on it. So. You know, I just feel like it's a, it's a good thing to keep aware of. We're going to get into the e-commerce element of your business in a moment. But before we do, let's actually talk a little bit more about how you create these products physically. For example, I saw on your site you have this blueberry face scrub, right? I mean, to make that in, a, in like a juice bar style uh, environment, walk us through how you actually do that. Well, when we first started the company, we were small. So we were making everything pretty much, there was a line of about six Vitamixers. And we would make a batch, and that would fill about, you know, 10 or 12 jars, and that was it. And that was fun, but, you know, we've grown a lot over the years, so we don't make them in blenders anymore. But we just have bigger blenders. So now we make, you know, each batch is about 20 to 30 gallons. But, yeah, it's like cacophony. It's like being in a major juice bar with the, with the blenders and soaking berries and extracting extracts and blending essential oils. It's fun. 
It's very creative. It's very creative. It's very creative. Are you ever just like messing around with different flavors for fun in the back as you would like as a chef? Well, I mean, I think that's, that's pretty much what I do now with the companies. I all, pretty much all the, all the products that we create is I formulate them. So I come up with the idea and the formula and it's a lot of trial and error. And I use a lot of friends and family as my guinea pigs. Friends and family, so it's actually human tested versus it's, animal it's, tested. It's, you're human, it's human tested. <laughs> My shower looks like a crazy uh, experiment. You know, I have like, oh, I'm trying this shampoo this week. Oh, I'm trying that face max this week. And then when I feel, I, I guess my development process is when I, I always start develop. I always start testing on myself. And then when I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I think this is, I'm enjoying it, and it feels good. Then I'm, then I start to go sending it out to friends and saying, what do you think? And then when I get a consensus about 20 to 30 people going, God, that's awesome. We love it. Where can we get more of it? Then I go, okay, I think this product has, has potential, you know? David, walk us through the moment that you knew your brand was really going to take off. Yeah. So um, one of the great things that happened was right when I started the business, there was a spa in Desert Hot Springs called We Care Spa. And it's a fasting detox spa. And it pretty much gets every celebrity that there is there. And, um, you know, it was great. I was like, I, I, I think I went there at the, the right time. And so I got my product in and we produce all the back bar for their spa services. And then I started to do, they invited me to come up once a week to do a class. I think that was really such an opportune time because I got to meet so many celebrities and... And I'll never forget it. I was having a class. This was in the beginning, and they had a lot of New Yorkers there. And a lot of, at that time, We Care just attracted a lot of PR people. So I guess a publicist was at my class, and she was, I was, you know, doing my thing and showing all the product. And she's like, oh my God, this is amazing. I don't know why anybody's heard of it. She goes, let me get on the phone right now, right? And she, and she calls up. She goes, my best friend's Martha McCauley, and she's the senior editor of InStyle. I go, oh, doesn't a magazine take a long time? She goes, no. She goes, we'll, we'll get you in the next issue. And it was like, what's hot or whatever. You know how they have those what hot thing? And it's like, really? That made a big difference. And I think at the time, and, the, and, the, and the, at that time, I, I was, Alicia Silverstone was going a lot, so we became kind of close. And, you know, she, she was part of that ad, that article that she, they wrote. I, I just feel like don't underestimate the power of meeting people, you know, in person. Definitely. Well, speaking of people wanting more of your products, uh, you've been expanding more and more online in recent years. You said you started 20 years ago. I would imagine that e-commerce was not a big part of your business model at that point. Um, walk us through how um, that progression has changed. Well, we, we pretty much started selling online right away. Mm-hmm. I think it took us about two years to, to finally get a website up and running. And, you know, 18 years ago, that, was, that wasn't an easy feat. You know, it was, it was harder. You know, you would have to pretty much hire uh, a designer and a programmer and help, you know, you almost have to build it by scratch and create a, create a shopping cart experience. And you know, it, was, it was costly and time-consuming. Nice segue to Shopify, which you found about eight or nine years ago. Um, why did you decide to go with Shopify first? And uh, tell us a little bit about the experience that kind of got you in the door. In the day when we were doing this, pretty much 
everything has, you had to hire a company and they had to design it for you. And it was, you know, it could be $20,000. I think our first website cost 20 grand. And that was a lot in the day. And it just kept getting more and more complicated. And then, you know, eventually I was like, okay, we need to find a better solution to this. And, um, and I think at the time, especially what was important to us was we, we, we started with a store and then we were opening up another store and we needed to have an integration between our point of purchase system and, and the online experience. And there was pretty much nothing that did that. So when I saw, I think that's pretty much what got me into it was like when I saw that and I go, oh, and it's kind of turnkey and you don't have to hire a developer and we can just plug it in and get going like in a few hours. Did you end up building it yourself, the site? Yeah, because I, I also have experience with graphic design and, you know, I'm just dangerous enough to use Photoshop and Illustrator and, and things like that. So in the beginning, yeah, I did. I pretty much did 80% of it myself, loading. You know, a lot of it, I think the most time-consuming is, like, taking good photography and loading that and, 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 and then writing the copy for your site. So, you know, it's, you know, creating a website is no easy. It, it doesn't happen that fast if you want to do it right. You know, I think, I think having good photography and good, and good written content is, like, crucial. I'm chatting with David Parker. He's the co-founder of The Body Deli. It's a hair and skincare business that makes its products fresh sometimes, if not all the time, daily. Uh, David, you spent a lot of energy on your email list. I want to talk a little bit about your email list. Walk us through how you put those together and why email versus all the other types of platforms that you could use today to attract customers. Um, our business is just, we've had the, because we have physical stores for 20 years, we've we've had a unique experience to meet a lot of our customers face-to-face over the years. So, you know, we, we definitely collect their email. And, um, and, and our company has this amazing, I'm grateful, but we have a, we have a super high level of loyalty. I would say 10% of our customers have, have ordered over 100 times from us. So, you know, in the beauty space, I feel like having that kind of return loyalty is pretty rare. And, um, yeah, I mean... You know, we Body Deli started before social media happened. Like, there was no Facebook, there was no Instagram, there's nothing. You know, when I first started, like, in the, the only way that you could get people to know about you was through, like, PR and through a magazine and being an in-style or, or people or something like that, you know? I know it's changed dramatically, but we just decided, we just felt like for what works for us is connecting directly to our customers, and they open our emails we have a high success rate with that. And, and, you know, you send out an email and you have instant sales. And you mentioned also when we talked earlier that you spend a lot of effort each week in creating these email lists, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs could learn a lot of lessons from what you do. I mean, walk us through exactly what you do and, and, and your intentions in your, your, your email blasts. Well, our emails are pretty comprehensive. Um, you know, there's professional photography. There's a lot of good content. There's information. I mean, it's not just like a little like, you know, here's 10% off coupon or something, you know, it's much more involved. And, you know, I, I have my own little team now. I have a, I have a full-time designer, graphic designer, and I pretty much stick with writing my own content. But, um, yeah, we put out tremendous, it takes, it takes a lot of work. We send out two a week actually. So I have to say it's like, it eats up a lot of my time, but I think it's worth it because it really, if I just, I realize with email, the more consistent because in the beginning, we would kind of be like haphazard with it. Like, oh, let's send out an email. And now we've just realized that it really depends on like 
consistency and like sending at the same time, the same day and having your customer, like they almost look forward to it now and they like know when it's coming. And I feel like creating that experience of, I think a lot of this is about consistency and keep giving your consumer what they want and have them depend on you and have them know when you're going to hit them up, but also not do it too often where you burn them out. When in terms of you mentioned you have a you notice that you have a lot of folks that actually open your emails and that's something you've been able to track. I mean, how are you keeping track of all those things? We personally use Mailchimp for our email campaigns. Um, yeah, we do have a high rate of, of people opening. I think we have over about over a hundred thousand emails in our database now. Um, you know, it's taken twenty years to build that, but I mean, it's it works. Email. I, I think people overlook email marketing. Because I, I think they get so focused on Instagram or Facebook or social media. I'm like, I, I, I think the emails, you know, someone has opted into your business for a reason. They're, they're into you. They're into your product. So once they give you that valuable connection, like, it's up to the entrepreneur to, like, to use it and to work with them and to cultivate that relationship. And, and I, think, uh, I think it's the kind of a, a major overlooked point in marketing. I'm curious if your demographics have anything to do with that. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about who a customer of the Body Deli is? Is it mostly younger? Are they older people? Um, what's the demographic look like? Yeah, you know, it's really hard to answer that because I feel like our our brand is very diverse. I mean, I think we we have clients from 18 to 80 and, and men and women. You know, I, I definitely think it's probably 75% women and 25% male. But I think the age, it's like I can't really talk about age because it's so, it's so wide. And, you know, we, we do a lot of products for younger people, but most of, I would say, the mainstay of our business is more anti-aging products. And, that, you know, that customer is easily 50, 60, 70 years old. And presumably not on social media as much, but maybe more in tune with email marketing, for example. I mean, possibly. I mean, I think this is unusual, but we give good customer service. So, I mean, when we send out an email weekly, we get a lot of customers that call. They don't even want to use the website. They can't be bothered. Like, I just want to call in a foreign order. And, you know, we're willing to sit and talk to them and answer questions and, and put the order in manually for them. But it's not funny in this day and age that... Absolutely. I would say probably 20, 30 orders a week are... They, call, they want to talk to somebody. They have a question... Oh, tell me how this blueberry scrub works. Tell me how your rose cream works. Tell me, oh, which, what serum do I put on? For, I mean, they have a lot of questions. I mean, all that's on the website. I was going to say, there must be content that supports some of there those is, questions, There is, right? yeah. We, have, we, we pretty much answer everything, but there's just something about people want to talk to a real person. Some people do. I don't, but some people do. <laughs> <laughs> You're hearing the, the, the laughter here. We're in a group of uh, Shopa folk here um, in Palm Springs. Um, we're talking a lot about your email list, right? Uh-huh. But that's not to say you don't have a social media presence. You oh, do, yeah. oh, right? Do. You have an Instagram page. Tell me, what, what, um, what role does that play for you in the marketing of your product? We're posting all the time. Uh, you know, I just, I just don't think it's like the mainstay of my brand. But I think it's definitely important. I think people go to your... I think people go to social media a lot to maybe not have that moment to purchase immediately but maybe more of like I think social media is good for the for potential clients or customers that like want to know more about what you're doing 
or want to know more about your brand. Or it's, it's, I feel like it's like an, an investigation, like, oh, I heard about that, but I need to go research them. Oh, that their stuff looks good. I think I want, I think I want to go check them out one day. But to, to convert that customer, they might have to see it a lot of times. So again, with social media, it's like, just because you post on Instagram one day doesn't mean I don't think anything. It's like, you have to really be super consistent. And, that, and again, that's an, a lot of work too. I believe in my 20 years of experience of doing this and for future entrepreneurs out there and wanting to start your own business and be your own boss, it's like, unless you're prepared to really deliver consistency, it's like, I don't know if I would do it. Consistency and posting, consistency and Consistency and everything, consistency in your product, consistency in your customer service, consistency in your marketing, consistency. I mean, if you're not willing to be consistent, I would say I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. Speaking of consistency, something that you do consistently is perform well on Black Friday. It's, you were telling me it's a big part of what you target each year. Many merchants, many entrepreneurs feel the same way. Um, what do you do specifically for Black Friday that is perhaps a little bit different than other times of the year? I mean, what we do at the Body Jelly is we try to really limit sales for motivation to buy. So we only do three sales a year. And so, you know, it's a, for us, we, we give away, we, we do 25% off all of our catalog on Black Friday weekend. And uh, that's just like the best thing ever for our customers. But we make them wait for it. Like we don't, we don't inundate. It's like you have to use sales, I think, really wisely. Because I, I, I just, I notice a trend with a lot of retailers lately. Like, you know, they have, they're having a sale every week and then you get burned out on their sale. And like, there's nothing to look forward to. There's no anticipation. We've trained our customers to, like, they, they literally wait. Sometimes they wait, like, six months just to buy something for that weekend. And, you know, I think that's all right. But, yeah, it's grown big, and it's, it got crazy, actually. I mean, it's, like, dramatic. I would imagine there's lots of hurdles you have to deal with when this moment comes, right? I mean, you're making these things fresh, right? Are you hiring? But we, have to, we, we literally have to start planning six months before Black Friday. We start ordering packaging and bottles and thinking about marketing. And, and what we started doing now, which I think is really smart, we're launching a, pro- a product for the, for the coming year at Black Friday as a sample. Because so many people are buying, we're like, well, let's get the new product that we're going to launch next year in their hands and give it to them for free. And then when we're ready to launch it in three or four months from now, they're already like, oh, my God, I can't wait to buy it. So that's been working really well. And are you messaging? Are you putting that information in your emails yes, as well? very much so. Yeah, it's a big campaign. So it's not just Black Friday anymore because it's like, I felt like, okay, we need to change it up. So now it's Black Friday plus it's a big product launch. And it's, it's you know, a whole campaign, a whole email, photography, uh, sampling. It's, it's a nice experience. And, you know, we give deluxe samples. So, you know, it might be a, it might be a $30 or $40 value for free. I was struck by something you said moments ago about six months of planning for Black Friday. Is that something that you would recommend other entrepreneurs adopt, or is this something that is just unique to the Body Deli? Well, I think every brand's different. I mean, for us, yes, because it means like ramping up production, buying raw materials, ingredients, packaging, labeling, and then figuring out what you're doing with your with your marketing. And you know, time flies really fast. I feel like from September to Christmas and you're like you have no idea how quick that goes so it's like you know it, t- it takes a lot of planning if you want to 
do it where you're not stressed out. Because I, I just learned that I hate and trust. We've done it plenty of times, but you know, it's like I, I just don't like doing things at the last minute. And like, like a week before Black Friday, we're like, you know, rushing and stressing out and freaking out and getting all on each other's nerves because we're, we, we, you know, I'm like, well, God, if we started three months earlier, we wouldn't be in this position. And another thing now that's been pretty interesting is, you know, like the, the whole supply chain is, is difficult now and just getting normal things that we never thought about before. You're talking about like bottles or, or, a pump, or, a, or a pump for a lotion or whatever. It's like the, just those things now are like could be six months to get them. And before you could get them in two or three weeks. So brands really need to think ahead with the supply chain. Yeah. If you don't have the right bottle for your so if you products. Don't have the, if you don't have the label of the bottle, you don't have a product to sell. So, you know, I think a lot of new, um, new brands, whatever product that might be, you really need to study your supply chain and figure out like, oh, well, when I looked in it six months ago, I could get that T-shirt or whatever you're trying to sell in a few weeks. Well, now it might take a few months. And that, that makes a big difference. Well, David, it's really been a pleasure chatting with you today. David Parker, the founder, co-founder of The Body Deli. David, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this special episode of Shopify On Location. Hey, if you like what you heard, do us a favor. Leave a comment wherever you get your podcasts. And for more episodes just like this, head to shopify.com slash podcasts. Again, I'm Benjamin Gottlieb, and I'll catch you next time.